This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform, and I am once again with my trusty cohorts, Becky. Becky is not in a closet, even though she seems like she's in a closet if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and Carolyn Melee is in Canada, which is like a big closet, like right above the United States. Um, and so we are here with a group of uh, not yet eat to performers. And this is always a fun one for us because we get to sort of talk to people about what it's like to be an eat to performer. You know, a lot of the time, you know, we've been doing this so long. This is our 10th year in business and we've been making a few posts about that. We have one really cool one coming up tomorrow where um, just in one little thing, I noticed that we had 50, 000, over, we just went over 50,000 uh, clients. And, and that was just one, one thing that we had. So we've, we've been able to work with a lot of people. We've seen a lot of things. And uh, right now I'm gonna go through the thing that makes Eat to Perform different from really other diets. And then uh, we can start to get into some of the specific questions. So if you've watched the, the, the page, um, the people that are in this webinar right now, typically they are in it because they typed in the word book, right? And so if be on the lookout for posts like that, because we have a free book, I think actually you might be able to get, to get it on the main page. If you go to the eat form website and then you go to X out, it'll ask you for your information and you can get the free book that way and then get into these webinars. Um, so the main idea of Eat to Perform is that Eat to Perform is really more of a top-down system, whereas most other diets are bottom-up. And what I mean by that is you go to something like a Weight Watchers or Noom, they're going to reduce your calories, right? And they really haven't asked you whether or not you've had lower calories previous to that, right? So a lot of the times when, so this is another unique aspect of eating form. If you did type in book, you would have talked to a coach. And if you had any questions, you could have certainly asked them that. But um, before anyone signs up to eat perform, we walk them through a series of questions to sort of see what their diet history has been like. And then we help them formulate their plan from that, right? So if you're coming from a really restricted way of eating, oftentimes we are going to suggest that you start off normalizing calories. Now I know a lot of people end up, you know, kind of wanting to be in a hurry, like real quick. Um, if you've been, you know, on this, diet after diet after diet train for most of your life, it is going to require a little bit of patience. But I will tell you, I was just talking to, we, we actually had the, the winner of our recent challenge. So um, we had never done this before. We had never give, we'd always opted for more small prizes along the way. And um, this was the first time that we gave away a grand prize. And uh, I was talking to the winner Casey, you'll see a picture of her um, in posts 
um, in the next couple days. But she was talking to me about how she had gone from diet to diet to diet and um, she was recommended performance. She did choose fat loss. Within a few weeks, a coach came in and said, hey, look, there's no point in us you know, making this more difficult. Let's go ahead, go ahead, move you to PR. PR is where we normalize your calories. And then, you know, we'll look, we'll put a fat loss, you know, on the calendar here in the next couple months. And then it'll be more effective as you go. Usually you're probably looking at about three to six months if you've come to us, you know, I mean, it, you kind of have to be honest with yourself about this, right? If you've been eating 1100 calories and then occasionally um, eating, you know, more calories on the weekend, usually even in that instance, you're not going to be going too aggressive, right? Because you kind of have this fear of food. And so we do work your calories back to normal. What is normal? We aim for 2000. Um, and I want everybody to know that going into it because, you know, we, it's important for you to know how your body works, right? And then once we get to 2000, then we sort of push it based on your situation. Almost everyone that starts off with each reform has no idea. So getting back to Casey's story, you know, we had worked her up to 2,400 calories and then she started fat loss. And in that first, um, that first round of fat loss, she lost 13 pounds. And what she said to me was, I thought I was broken, right? I thought that, you know, there was no more weight loss for me ever, you know, and, uh, you know, eat has really changed my relationship with food as a result, which is something we're all really super proud of. But like, when you think of, you know, not just the losing weight part, but if you've been under eating for quite some time, it's going to be very difficult to hold on to muscle and build muscle, right? So let's talk about holding on to muscle first. So if you're not holding on to muscle, what is replacing it? It's going to be fat typically, right? Now you might end up uh, staying a similar weight, but as you age, your body can view your muscle as an energy source. So you always want to have at least enough ca uh, calories most of the time so that you aren't allowing your muscle to atrophy. Can you build muscle? Most of the people that I'm seeing on this phone call right now are very similar to all other eat to performers, right? You're, you're going to be anywhere from 35 to 55. You're, if you're a woman, you're in some stage of, of, of menopause or um, going into menopause. If you are a man, you are probably dealing with some version of andropause. And so a lot of the time, what ends up happening in those situations is it's it's a matter of degrees right so so depending on how active you are you know we can push really really high right but it's not uncommon for someone in menopause as an example to comfortably get to about 2200 though the goal once calories are normalized 
is really just to keep you weight stable, right? And so if you think about all the troubles you may have had with dieting over the years, it's really not the dieting part, right? The eat less part is sort of easy. We all kind of know how to do it. It sucks a little bit. You get cranky. Um, your workouts aren't great. You know, there's just a lot of negatives to that, right? But if you really looked at it and you say, well, what's the hard part? The hard part is when calories come back because that's where people make the biggest mistakes. Like one of the things that we often see with people with eat to perform when they first start off is they'll have a day, right? That sort of gets away from them. They go to a family reunion or, or you know, a trip to Vegas or something. And what ends up happening is they um, have a day that, that kind of gets away from them, right? And then they overreact. And then for like four to five days, we lose them. So like in, in the files, we see that someone's either green, yellow, or red, right? Red typically, red means over. Almost no one's ever red in that situation, right? They're almost always yellow. And the reason why they're yellow is because you kind of don't know what you don't know, right? And what most people don't know is that your weight was going to go back to normal pretty much no matter what, right? It doesn't require this big intervention. So now let's juxtapose that over a year, right? And every single time you have alcohol or something of that nature, now what ends up happening is you take the reins. So then we look at it over 365 days and 180 of the days, the person was taking things on their own right. Now, that does not happen with our clients. Um, and the reason why it doesn't happen is because the majority of the time you're not dieting right? But with traditional diets, there's this long conversation that people are always having with why people aren't adherent to the diet, right? And at Eat Reform, we believe that diet adherence is the biggest issue by far, right? And so when you look at, let's say, 30-day challenges, right? So you've done 30-day challenges, and you've been pretty rigid about it, you lose six to eight pounds because you really weren't dieting or, or you were dieting um, before you really started that challenge, but you tightened your game up, you lose six to eight pounds. The issue is the 31st day, right? It's when food comes back and you kind of don't, like that's the dirty little secret of all these really restrictive ideas, right? Is that, um, you really have to stick with it forever to maintain what, you know, honestly, six to eight pounds isn't that much, right? Most people on this call, the bare minimum they want to lose is 10 pounds, right? And so if we can fix that metabolism, if we can get things normalized, we can typically get that similar to what I was saying with, with Casey, where she ended up losing 10 to 13 pounds. But the part that 30-day challenges do have, right? is the 30-day part, right? And if the 30-day part, you know, the 30-day part works, 
because most of us realize we can stick to that plan for 30 days, right? So we said, you know, that's actually one thing we can take from them that's pretty good. Now, our uh, plan is six weeks, right? So it ends up being right at 42 days, but it's very similar, right? So we have six weeks, then it normalizes food, and then we do another six weeks. Now, within that six weeks, you're not at super low calories most of the time, because remember, when we start you off, and I'm looking at Gladys as an example. And so, so we're working with Gladys. She's been an eat performer for six months. And now we have her calories up to 2150. Well, I can predict almost exactly how much she's going to lose within that six week period. And if you look at it and you think about why diet adherence is so hard for most diets is because there's no end point, right? More often than not, people go, well, I need to lose 27 pounds. I need to lose 50 pounds. And they'd be much better off if they just used it as a time block. And then if they wanted to lose, you know, so let's, let me give you an example. Let's say that we'll use Gladys. <laughs> Gladys is going to be like, what is this guy talking about? Uh, but let's say that Gladys wanted to lose 30 pounds, right? And within two cycles, she lost 20. And we now reset. And let's even allow for a little fluctuation. So when Gladys moves back to um, calories being normal, we're going to allow for about five pounds of fluctuation. So overall, Gladys would have lost, you know, 15 pounds. And then the next time, you know, which is going to be either three to six months, depending on how Gladys is feeling about it, how the coach is feeling about it. Um, then we go for the next 15 pounds, right? So it's much easier the next time because you can actually get, especially when we know what your calories are, you've been able to push them, you're feeling better in the gym, you're sleeping better. More often than not, you know, when people start eating perform, if they came to us overfed, they have an amazing experience. If they came to us underfed, it's just retraining. But once we can normalize those calories, they tend to see a lot more success. And that's, you know, from somebody, you know, like in Casey's situation that we were talking about earlier, who hadn't been able to lose weight for five pounds, even though she was eating you know, very restricted, as low as a thousand calories and still not losing weight, um, that can get really, really frustrating, right? So rather than going, I have a 30 pound weight loss goal, right? We go, you have a 30 pound weight loss goal and we're going to attack it over the course of life. But you, you, re you really, what I really want everybody to understand is that the way that we're attacking it is top down, right? Where we really want to have your calories normalized so that we can say, like, for instance, if you go to another program and you don't know how many calories you're eating, which, you know, if you come to eat a form, you probably wouldn't know how many calories you're eating. Well, you can't create an accurate, like, for instance, there's other programs that will say, 
you'll lose 30 to 50 pounds in, you know, uh, 26 weeks. How? How do they know that, right? Like if they don't have how much you're eating now, how are they going to be able to predict that math equation, right? And so you have to have that information for the math to be correct. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, I only lost eight pounds. And then they told me I was going to lose, you know, 30 to 50 pounds. It's like, well, yeah, you know, they're lying for money, right? Um, What I think you'll be amazed with on this call, in your experience with coaches, experience with the the page, is that we're we're just about telling you the truth. And if you're you're ready to hear the truth, I think you're going to have a great experience. Not everybody is ready to hear the truth, though, right? Because, um, you know, everybody has their process. I had my process, right? It took me 10 years to figure out, okay, you know, I've tried every shortcut in the book. It's, it's time to try the other, you know, but in that process, I actually uh, posted about that today in that process, I gained 75 pounds. Right. And, and what was so interesting about that experience, that's the picture with me at 20 years old with my wife um, was that like I was only 10 pounds away from where I thought I was going to be, right? And then I started trying all these extreme things. And then in that process, my metabolism slowed down. You know, I never had any energy because I was always dieting for for almost 10 years. And then when I wasn't dieting, like Katie bar the door, right? And so I know that's not everybody's experience. I know, especially for women, um, they play it much closer to the best. Not all women are the same. Many can relate to my, my experience. So everything's a little bit different. But I think that the, at the end of the day, right, if you can view things from top down, whether you sign up for Ethan Form or not, you will be so much better, right? And what I think ends up happening is that we, you know, I'll have to, I'll, I'll be honest with you, like, when I was able to work my calories up to, to where it was, and I was 39, so so it wasn't like I was, you know, like I am 53, you know, I could get away with some things at 39, you know, I hadn't been injured. So a lot of my activity, you know, I was, my body was just ready. Right. And so my calories got higher. You know, I don't eat those kinds of calories right now. As a man, I eat anywhere from 3000 to 3,500 calories. But if I want to go into a deficit, I know right now that I could predict almost to the pound how much I'm going to lose. And I think what one of the things that that hurts people the most with dieting is that idea of using a weight goal rather than a time goal, right? And if if you can use a time goal, you know you can stick to that plan, right? Because you've done it before. You've been rigid. You haven't had a lot of success and, or or maybe you had, right? Um, But it didn't stick. And I know it didn't stick because you're on this call. Why would you be here? Right? And so, so there's a lot of things that you've done in the past that weren't all bad, right? So like I'm telling you right now, you know, these 30 day challenges, which, you know, honestly, I think hurt a lot of people like right now the big thing is 75 hard it's like oh wait a second so we went from 30 days to 75 hard and you're working out a lot and you're eating less and 
you know, what we hear are the horror stories from that kind of stuff. In general, it's not a bad idea to have a time limit, right? But if I was creating 75 hard, I would create, you know, 84 hard, right? Where it's 42, take a break, and then 42 again, right? Because the body can deal with that better. You know, we know that within two to three weeks, your metabolism can go as low as half, right? So why would I stick in a dieting cycle for three months to four months when I'm not really seeing a lot of success? And the only way that you're really going to lose a lot of weight is if you come to us having a lot of weight to lose, right? Most people don't come to us having a lot of weight to lose. They have anywhere from 20 to 50 pounds to lose, right? And so I think the the big takeaways are, well, and then the one other thing, you know, we're not a huge fan of low carb because we prefer a more balanced approach for a million reasons. We could literally do like eight podcasts just on those reasons. But the big idea with um, low carb is that it's helpful for um, releasing water but also keeping calories low and, and hunger um, where you'll be satiated, right, throughout the process. And so that's a positive. And so we added that to the, to the plan. Two of the days within our plan are low-carb days, right? They're not low-carb days probably the way that you think of it or that, you know, um, I only eat meat one, two, three on Reddit thinks of it, right? But the um the way that we think of it is reasonable and lower than the carbohydrates that you're going to eat on most of the moderate days so that gives you some basic ideas if you have any specific questions let's go ahead and answer them but let's go ahead and start the q a okay Catherine's asking i'm whole food plant-based how do you handle this way of eating well, the same way we do all ways of eating, right? Um, what I can tell you as a whole food plant-based eater is that more often than not, you're under eating. Um, and, I mean, do you have any idea how many calories you're eating right now? Or do you log? Because most people that actually prefer to eat like that, they prefer to eat like that because they don't want to log, right? And then once we get them to start logging their food, they're like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm only eating 950 calories. Did she answer? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So she's saying under a thousand. Yeah. So that's the problem, right? Is that, you know, if we're really trying to work metabolism, let's think about what metabolism is. Metabolism is, um, you know, what is it like 37 trillion cells in your body or something in this nature? I'm not wrong, but um, metabolism is basically all those cells within your body need energy and they get that energy mostly from food, right? So as you have more food, your cells become more active and that's what metabolism is, right? In a very short way, right? That's the, that's the, um, the what is it uh, metabolism for dummies kind of thing i don't know if they if they had a metabolism for dummies it would just be like eat food 
you know. Um, but um, you know, I'm not referring to the people on this call in that way. I'm referring to the book. Um, but yeah, so you know, the problem that you're having right now is it's it's like it's like having a hammer, right? And you know, the hammer works real well when you first start off, right? So so you first start off eating mostly whole foods. And now all of a sudden you're feeling better, you're losing weight. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? Plant-based, a plant-based way of eating aligns with like who I am as a person. And so I want to do that too. And now all of a sudden calories are even lower than that. And, and what ends up happening is you're eating less than a thousand calories a day. That's, you know, really going to be difficult to have a lot of energy. It's going to be difficult to, um, sleep well in that scenario, right? Um, some people can sleep well um, with super low calories. I think uh, some people actually end up being really tired. They end up having to nap a lot, right? So it kind of depends on the person. But in general, as we move calories anywhere to normal, right? And I will tell you, like, like if you're mostly whole foods and you're plant-based. My daughters are both vegetarian. My, my youngest daughter um, was trained to be a, a bushland firefighter this summer and we fed her training. Carolyn was her coach. And I think we got her calories up to about 2,500. And you know what? She was eating all the time, right? So when you're eating mostly whole foods and you're eating plant-based, you gotta be prepared. And that's what will get that metabolism going. You'll feel better. You'll want to work out. You know, you'll go, you'll go, man, I've been working out at 50% forever, right? And working out can be, you know, walking, right? Just having the energy to want to get off the couch because now we're moving calories to a reasonable level. So hopefully that answers your question. But yeah, I think at, at, at a certain point you have to go, this is the game I think people play, right? Is they work the calories down to a thousand and then they know that that's bad and they know that they're under eating, right? But it's their fear of what might happen with calories going up that kind of keeps them imprisoned in that thought process, right? And if you really think about it, you know, if we took weight out of the equation, right? Because it's kind of a false assumption that you're going to gain weight. And I'll tell you why in just a second. But if we took weight out of the equation, you would eat more, right? Because you know it's going to give you more energy. I mean, if you're eating mostly whole foods, it's just going to be more vitamins, a better way of doing things, right? So we're taking weight out of the equation. But here's why the weight isn't as big a problem as you think it is, right? So our body has a process called homeostasis. And homeostasis means that your body is searching for balance as we go, right? And everybody on this phone call has had homeostasis bite them in the butt because when their calories keep going down, their body adjusts, their metabolism adjusts, and then they plateau, right? But what you haven't done, I'm guessing no one on this phone call, is consistently push the homeostasis up. That's why I say the top-down approach is better. 
because what you'll find is your body's actually wanted this for quite some time. And what we see is that everyone's world changes. Yes, we help people lose a lot of weight. Yes, we help people get body composition goals and things of this nature. But that's not what everybody says about us. What everybody says about us is I didn't know what I didn't know. And what they didn't know is that, you know, once they started eating more than a thousand calories, it was a lot better for them on a lot of levels, including whatever their body composition or weight loss goals would be. Yeah, she did say that she lost 90 pounds and now she's not losing anything. Yes, and uh, as someone who lost 100 pounds, I will tell you that what, what got you there will not take you the rest of the way, right? You have to, you, you have to reset, right? We probably need, I'll, I'll just be honest with you, we need at least six months from now, right? And um, it's going to take, you know, a different way of, of thinking. But here's the good news. You graduated, right? You already lost 90 pounds. There's no way that losing 90 pounds is not more favorable for your health. But this is the next level. This is, you know, like when I look at what people use eat form for, it's very much what you're talking about, right? Is they want to know what the next level is, right? And bringing that food back, having having cleanup cycles every now and again. I mean, you know, if you've already lost 90 pounds, I don't know what we're talking about with weight. I don't necessarily want to get into that on this phone call. But at the end of the day, right, what got you here, great, good work. But what's going to take you next, right, is getting to that place where you're normal. And as someone who's lost as much weight as you have, I can tell you the hardest thing is to not search for perfection, right? And just to just to move on and get to that place in your life that you kind of hope losing all that weight would do, right? Where where you're not obsessed about food and you're not you're not, you know, you're able to live a joyous life and 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 congrats, right? That that's a big big step. But you shouldn't be living in fear of food. Food has to become an ally for the next stage of your journey. Okay, Julie's asking, will Eat to Perform help with women in their 50s? So we have nothing but women in our 50s, right? Um, the, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at the pictures, the, a lot of the pictures that you see, you probably think, like Amanda, she's, she's on her fifth child. Um, I think she's 39. She would be on the young side of most of our clients. Most of our clients are somewhere in the 45 to 55 range. And so um, you, would, you would fit in, in fine. The one thing that happens a lot in people like your situation is they ask themselves, you know, do I, um, do I have to work out extremely? And we are not really an extreme exercise place. Now, do we have some CrossFit Games athletes? Sure. You know, do we have some people that work out more? I just think for some of those people that just was who they were before they started eat to perform. But I say this all the time. I play pickleball, right? I am not an extreme exerciser. 
And I had to kind of wean myself off of that. That was a little bit of my story from the last question, right? Is that what kind of got me to all my weight loss, I needed to get to the point where I could just like enjoy my life. I think she has to follow up. Yeah, so she's asking, do you adjust the program for exercisers and athletes? Well, it's easy to perform. I mean, we're we're literally the only program that does that, right? We set out with the idea of doing that. You know, if you look at really every other mainstream, I, I don't think people understand like watching the page. One, we have 1.5 million followers. Two, we've been in business for 10 years. Like I said, you know, for a one-on-one coaching program, you know, we have over 50,000 clients just from that one platform. We've had almost 40,000 people to date in our app, which has only been in the last couple of years, right? So we're dealing with a lot of people, but we do deal with extreme athletes and then we deal with just everyday people. So, yeah. Christina says she's new and do the days have uh the days of low medium high need to be in that order yes and the reason why they need to be in that order because it's about calorie average and it's not about you know uh food being near your workouts or something of this nature and you go well wait a second you know every other program that i've ever done they want me to stuff all my calories around my workouts yeah that's just so that you have the will to work out right? If you look at your calories right now, so if you just started you're probably somewhere in the 16 to 1700 range, right? You should have enough energy around your workouts to where you can still fit in a shake, right? And so that even on your low day, you should be able to pull that off. Most programs that are going to have you on 1100 to 1200 calories right out the gate. The reason why they do that is because, you know, like I said, they just so people have the will to work out. And then what ends up happening is that people end up working out six days a week just so they can have a shake so they can have that extra, you know, 60 to 80 calories of something sweet that they enjoy, right? You can fit that in within our plan. And then as calories start to lower from there, then you can start to moderate your workouts. But the problem that you run into in the scenario where we, so, so we actually used to do this, right? We used to allow people to adjust. And what ends up happening is, is we would get all these questions like, well, you know, I'm training for a marathon and I ran 13 miles today. And I was wondering, is that a low day? Is that a medium day? Right? So what ended up happening is that every single person was like, low, 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 low. And so we had to put criteria in place so that people could do it right. So it's more important for your nutrition, right, for you to do it right than it is to somehow, you know, optimize your workouts, right? Because, you know, unless you're, you know, Usain Bolt or some extreme athlete, you know, it's not that it's not helpful, but you should have enough macros to, to fit that in. Yeah, she had another question in here, which you pretty much touched on. So should carb days coincide with bigger workout days? Or is it okay at that low carb day is before a longer workout endurance event? 
So this is going to surprise you, right? So my most activity is always after my super day, right? So so we're we're this is a little bit more inside school need to perform than I would probably like to have just because I, you know these are more big ideas. But just so everybody knows, we have a flexible day that's called the super day, right? And on my super day is a rest day. I don't do anything. I mean, I don't, I mean, I might go for a walk with my wife or something, but I'm not necessarily trying to do something because one, it takes up to 24 hours for your calories to load, right? So I want to give my, my body the ability to load those calories. And then my big, you know, I've, I've done double pickleball sessions, you know, which are like six hours, you know, after my super days. Right, which is probably why I'm struggling with plantar fasciitis all the time. Right, um, but uh, you know it's so funny because the the problems that all of you have, we also have. You know, I mean, I'd love to tell you that I'm the smartest person in the world related to how I treat, you know, myself physically and stuff like that. But you know, I mean, it's starting to get nice here. So if you get the opportunity. You know, and and I just got this new machine, so now I'm, you know, I'm I'm two hours with the machine, and then three hours at the club. So, um, yeah, the uh, but that usually surprises people to know that my highest calorie day is actually a rest day. Because remember, we're really talking about calorie average for the week, right? And um, just so you know, is that morning before you eat anything right after your low day going into the morning of your super day that should be the lowest weight for the week the majority of the time that is going to be the case right and that's actually something that is interesting to people that aren't doing the eat form program right now is that that system that you just talked about is is this optional we can predict your lowest weight and that tells the coach what to do that's why it's not optional. Emily's asking, do we guess our own calorie needs like trial and error? Um, no. Um, I guess what you're asking me is if I was to try and do this on my own, right, what would I do? So I'll go ahead and answer that question. I will tell you that you're in the same boat that a lot of places, you know, when we started the concept of, of this reverse dieting for the good majority of people, right? Um, because we knew that that was the answer. It was just like, how are we going to do it? The way that we do it is we will bump 250 calories Right. So like, for instance, you just log your food, you find you're eating 1300 calories, you want to normalize calories, add 250, right? Go through the week. Um, if your weight's stable, seven days later, add another 250 calories, and then you can start to slow things down once you get to 2000. So like at 2000, what we typically do is... Um, we will add 100 calories every two weeks, right? So we slow down and then we start to bump right there. And then if we still see people are losing weight in that instance, we might get a little bit more aggressive, 
but in general, um, we're trying to keep people weight stable. What I just described to you is the secret sauce of every plan, right? There is no other plan that will tell you exactly what they do with full transparency, right? They're on Instagram showing you all these people that have had great success and they will not tell you. We've been telling people the whole 10 years. It's not magic, right? But the reason why the majority of people need coaches is because they stop around 1,400 or 1,500, right? And they never get to that good spot so they can actually lose weight or actually build muscle, right? And so, you know, we were, I was talking to another coach and they were talking about the issue with tone. You know, a lot of people want to tone up, right? Not understanding that toning up is building muscle and you need calories to do that, right? So hopefully that answers your question. She was saying um, more like, what does the plan use to guess our calories? So I guess what we set the calories at when they start. So we start with a baseline, right? Like I mentioned earlier, it's about 1,600 to 1,700 calories. And if you were over consuming and you start at 1,600 to 1,700 calories, we will see right out the gate that you will lose weight. What happens in that instance, if you were eating, say, 1,300 calories, sometimes you will lose weight. There are instances where, you know, having that many calories kind of energizes you in a way. You, you're doing more in the gym. You're, you're conscious of steps. There's a lot of little things that kind of help. And people will still lose 8 to 10 pounds, even though maybe they didn't come to us overfed. Um, the majority of people that come to us overfed, when they start with the baseline, then we know how to adjust them, right? And so like, for instance, if you don't lose weight at that 16 to 1700 range, right? Your coach will say, hey, look, it looks like you came to us eating less than 1600 to 1700. Let's not bang our head against the wall. Let's do what we know works, right? And then we'll put a fat loss cycle on the calendar. But that's how we do it. And that's how everybody does it, by the way, right? Like the reason why, you know, Weight Watchers and Noom, the reason, the reason why they put calories so low is not because they're evil. You would read my articles and think that they're doing it because they're evil. They're not doing it because they're evil. They're doing it because they know most of you are coming to them under eating, right? And so if you know you've been eating 1400 to 1500 calories and you're on their two week free trial and you lose 2 to 3 pounds you sort of expect that it's going to continue on and then boom they hit your credit card for $200 and then you don't lose any weight for like the next 3 months right and you get really really frustrated right that's why they lower it what we're doing is we're holding it higher so that we can tear things down to get you the most success. That's why, you know, when we look at a fat loss cycle, as an example, if the, if the client can't lose 10 to 12 uh, pounds, it's not worth it for us. We will almost always walk that person out of it. Now, if the person's really lean, right, they're 120 pounds, maybe they're like, you know, let's say four foot 11 you know, there are circumstances where, where that might change. Um, can you eat anything when your calories are normal? 
Yeah, um, you can. I mean, are all calories useful? I would say no. You know, um, you know, I said this in an article the other day. It's not that birthday cake's the issue. It's birthday cake three times a day, every day is an issue, right? And so can you eat flexibly? I'll even tell you even more than that, right? So if you're in fat loss, we're going to ask you not to drink. Does that mean that it has to be zero? No, but it could. It should mean as little as possible. And the reason why is because we know that people lose more weight that way, right? If you're, if you're buying this program to lose weight, lose fat, then we're going to coach you in the direction of how to do that the best way. Now, when calories normalize, you can drink in a moderate way, right? And factor that in. But you also need to understand that your weight will spike up, you can't freak out, and then you have to just jump back into the plan, right? It's not overreact and have salads for five days because your weight's up to two pounds, right? You know why your weight's up two pounds. You know, you drink, you know, five shots of Patron, right? And so what we try to get you is start to think logically about this because I think this narrative of eating less all the time. Now, is there value in eating mostly whole foods? The value in eating mostly whole foods is going to lie the most when calories are lowest, right? Because of nutrient density. When calories are higher, right? And you let sodium get out of control, you let sugar get out of control. Now, all of a sudden, we're kind of using your macronutrients a little wrong. Like, let me give you an example. If we are eating sugar and not starches, we're not fueling your muscles and brain with the fuel it prefers, right? Which is glucose that comes from starches, right? And so we're kind of wasting some calories there. So is there room for chocolate? Yes. Is there room for alcohol? Yes. Every day, you know, I would say probably no, right? Like I would say that the the answer in most of these things is going to be some level of moderation. You know, I know of someone um, in my personal life that eats relatively low calories so they can consume somewhere in the neighborhood of, of five to 600 calories worth of alcohol every single night, right? How do you think that's going to end up, right? They're, they're actually taking away food, you know, for alcohol. And so, so, you know, I'm assuming in having these conversations that we're applying basic health logic to these these things and i'm sure you know you know that's the spirit in which you're asking the question um julie's asking if you are cycling for six weeks how long do you normalize for so um it really depends right um you know when i talk about someone that has a lot of weight to lose i'm talking about someone that is trying to lose 100 pounds 100 pounds we would probably have someone 
probably on a three-month cycle, right? Um, realistically, they can get away with things that uh, the the people that are leaner can't. Um, the scenario that I talked about earlier, where someone's trying to lose 30 pounds, that would probably be like a six-month cycle. The majority of people, um, I, I say it virtually every podcast, that I wait every five years because that is best. The longer that you can go to not diet, the better it will be for muscle gain and also for um, you know keeping your metabolism going, right? Does that mean, does that relate to you, right? You might be better off if you're already relatively lean, you lose 20 pounds and you know, through spring break, through, you know, summer and vacation, you're up anywhere from five to 10 pounds, maybe once a year, you want to do a little cleanup. But in general, it depends on how lean you are. The leaner you are, the longer you should go, right? The more weight you have to lose, we will get those cycles going relatively quickly. And I'll say for people that have 100, 150 pounds, Blues, we've had them on quicker cycles and it works really well. So Trish is asking, would it be helpful to have a food log before coming to you to know how many calories we are eating? Or is this something you can figure out? We figure it out because we have the baseline, right? Um, I think what ends up happening, well, this is what would happen, right? Is you would start logging your food. And I, I remember this, even before Eat to Perform, is I, I think I think this was probably the early days of my fitness pal, right? And so there were there wasn't a lot of food loggers out there. So you start logging your food, and what what happens? You automatically start making changes, and then you know you lose, let's say three to five pounds, and you're like, okay, I figured this out. And then you get to week four, and you realize you don't have it figured out, right? And so I would say we have it set up, like I said, you know, we didn't invent this idea, um, but our baseline, we will be able to figure out where you at and be able to make adjustments as we go. Remember the calories start off and then they tear down as you go. Right. So one of the biggest problems, you know, I mean, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, of, you know, calories that start you off really low i explain to you why they do it though right they you know a lot of times especially if you're on something like a free trial you know you're going to lose two to three pounds and be happy about it because you haven't lost in a, in a long time but it's going to be very difficult to kind of keep that going when you tear things slowly you can milk every tier for one to two more pounds and then that's the difference between losing six and 12 pounds right? And then if we do that twice, now we've lost 24 pounds, right? So that's why we do it. It's just a better way to do it. Okay, we've got um, two last questions here, which are kind of similar. Ardette is saying, what about someone who eats like that, but is overeating? I'm not sure if she meant whole foods. Um, I don't count calories, but I'm guessing it's around 2,500. And Valerie's asking, what's the plan for people not in an under eating situation? Well, 
if you if you're if you're not an under eater, I mean, you know, we had a client, you know, just the other day that went through fat loss one, fat loss two, and lost sixty pounds, right? So so you know, if we can do what we're doing for really lean people, it should make a lot of sense that we're really good with people that come to us under eating or uh or over consuming right um i would suggest that the um the instance that you're talking about um a lot of times people think that they're eating 2500 sometimes they're eating lower sometimes they're being higher right it it depends on the day right um but if you're seeing weight going up you know, once again, that might be a false equation. Maybe, maybe your sodium is four to five thousand a day, and that's keeping things up. And if we move that to two thousand to twenty five hundred, we might lose six pounds just on sodium, right? And that happens all the time. Um, I I did see. So I answered both those at the same time. I did see somebody ask the the cost. So the cost varies based on what your needs are. Right, so you have three things. We have three options. Um, first of all, we have a sale going on right now. This is why we we do these at these times because it almost always coincides with the sale that we're having for the next couple of days. And so this is the lowest cost that we have right now. So you have your free trial, you have your meal plan, and then some people need one-on-one -on -one training. So. It really depends on what your specific needs are, but your coach will walk you through every piece of that, right? So um, just go to e form, put in your information. If you want to talk to a coach in real time, there's a little button on the bottom right, and there is a coach waiting to talk to you. Um, maybe not right now because it's a little late, but during business hours, they'd be able to do it. But, you know, it's very similar we, we price it real similar to something like uh, Weight Watchers or Noom, right? The difference being is kind of like uh, what I talked about earlier where, you know, you're down two to three pounds and all of a sudden your credit card gets hit for, for $200. It's much lower than that. It's month to month, right? So there's not like this restrictive contract, you know, to where, you know, you find out two months in, hey, this isn't a good fit for me. We actually do it that way on purpose, right? So if you were, if we, as an example, um, charged you and had a six month bundle, we really don't have to be that good in that instance, right? Like if you think about it, I mean, we've sold you something. If you don't lose weight, no big deal. We like being month to month, because it makes us have to be good. It makes us have to be more attentive to you as clients. And so to me, right? So, so what I don't wanna do is have somebody buying something from us that isn't a good fit. And so that's why we've gone month to month. And then part of it is, you know, I feel like the diet industry has been predatory to most people. It certainly felt that way to me. And so I wanted to be completely different. And does it make it harder for us to have month to month? 
Yes, right? Because weight loss is mentally taxing. It's physically taxing, right? A lot of this is harder than, you know, you might go into the weekend and you're like, you know what, I'm going to start a plan. And then all of a sudden, you know, your kid gets sick, you know, your dog's vomiting all over the floor, you know, the, the, you know, you have to leave town for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, what do you do? Right. For us, you just put it on hold and then we can pick it back up once you come back later. Right. But if you paid six months, no options. Right. So that that's the basic story there. But like I said, you know, we do a sale once every two months or so. Um, so this is a real good time to get in. Oh, last thing. Um, I'm supposed to mention all these things in the beginning and then I forget. Um, we have a challenge coming up, um, which starts on April 4th. We, like I said, we just gave away a total, which I'm very jealous of. Um, all the prizes that we give away is basically this. Paul either has it or Paul wants it, right? And in the case of a tonal, Paul wants it, you know? So um, we were super happy for Casey who won that prize. And uh, we also have a number of other prizes. We come out of pocket for all of those prizes, right? So the reason why we come out of pocket is because I look at all these other challenges and, you know, they'll go to the local, you know, um, supplement store and get like a bag of protein. And then there's a clearance rack at Dick's and, you know, Dick's donates it to their challenge. And, and all of a sudden it's like, well, these, these are prizes I really wouldn't want to win. Trust me, the prizes we give away, you want to win. Right. And, um, and the reason why you want to win them is because I want to win. Them. <laughs> and so most of the things I've either bought or, or I'm going to buy eventually. So I appreciate everybody being here. Everyone had great questions. I am so sorry that Kristen is joining at the last second here. Um, but I appreciate everybody being here. And you will get an, uh, uh, a copy of this in, in your email with a link to the the sale. So I appreciate everybody being here and we'll talk to you later. Bye now.